Hey, you're listening to the Dudes Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Casey Foreman. And I'm Austin Baroff. We're a couple of guys talking about what's going on in the world of sports. This is our first podcast together, and it'll be streaming on Spotify every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Uh, I'm Casey Foreman here with my man Austin Baroth. Austin, say hello to the people. Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, like I said, this is the first episode, um, so I want to give you uh, hair in my mouth. So I'll give you a little bit of background uh, about us. Uh, we're both college students, uh, mass mass communication majors, both of us as well. Um, I am looking to pursue a career in broadcasting. Um, Austin, what, what are you want to tell the listeners what you're kind of planning on doing? I'm really trying to just stick around in the podcast world. I also would enjoy the broadcasting as well, though. That is a very uh, interesting route. But basically, we just, you know, both have a big interest in sports, and we both have our own opinions, and uh, we're going to be sharing them. Um, so, yeah, Austin, if you're ready, I'm, I'm ready to kind of jump right into it. Absolutely. Let's get it. All right, man. Uh, so obviously everyone's talking about LeBron, uh, big weekend for him, taking down the, uh, the Bucks. Obviously he didn't do it by himself, but him and the Lakers, he yeah, took down the Bucks on Friday night and then Sunday, obviously the big showdown in LA, him and the Lakers ended up on top. Tell me, uh, do you think it's being overhyped? You know, what's going on with LeBron? Everyone seems to be. You know, you kind of jump into conclusions. Uh, what's what's your opinion or your take on his weekend? You know, as we're starting to get up into March now, and then uh, ending the season up into April, I I think he's really starting to get himself ready for playoff basketball. I mean, if you're, yeah, I would agree. I don't know so much. I mean, I mean, yeah, he definitely took over that game Friday, but just the entire atmosphere of the game on Sunday was definitely just like From tip off. playoff. Yeah, like yeah. that's just one of those games where it was going. Back and forth, every single possession, you know, yeah. and that's you can you can just see that he's getting himself ready in that mindset to just go all out, and you can really tell yeah. that the All Star break really helped him. He uh, got a little bit of that, got a little bit of rest time, and now it's just that full push grind till the end of the season. For sure. To uh, you know, really highlight, I want to start with the game on Friday. Obviously, him and Giannis are the two front runners, you know, for the MVP this year. Bucks, uh, Giannis and the Bucks obviously took the first uh, game from him. This game obviously even did at one one. But did you think that this game had any effect on the MVP race? Do you think it, you know, uh, increased LeBron's chances? What What are your thoughts on the MVP race? You know, I guess that is a very good point to bring up when you do have two MVP people going straight head to head at each other, and it's not like Giannis did that bad I mean statistically it's looking good you know he scored 32 points he had 11 rebounds um uh six assists as well not that bad obviously the rest of the team could have picked it up a little bit I mean even from that like like well I mean you can look at you can look at his somewhat you can look at his supporting cast Mm -hmm. uh Chris Middleton who somewhat has a tendency to disappear in those big games as we saw in in the series versus Toronto, you know, those last uh, four games of the series, I think he didn't score uh, one game. He didn't score over 14 points. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, uh, you can't have your second all-star yeah, your on second your scorer. team. 
your second leading scorer in a playoff game, uh, scoring 14 points or less. Well, yeah, that's exactly. He shot two two of ten from three points. So, you know, that, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. How many that's points sure. do you have the finals? How many points did he end up having for the whole game? Who Middleton? Mm-hmm. He had twelve. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. twelve points. So five of nineteen shooting, two of ten from three. Exactly, definitely so, not the greatest. So, if this is anything, you know, it's somewhat showing. Oh wow, us... it also looks like Lopez had fouled out as well. That's not gonna. That never helps out. What one, Rolo? Or are we uh, talking? Brooke. Oh, Brooke. Okay, the one who can shoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of their offense as well, though, yeah. and also their defense. Some people say, even even though Giannis is having this, you know, MVP the defensive season. That's half of his argument is on the defensive side. He's having oh, one of the sure. better or best uh, defensive defensive win shares. He's leading the league in that uh, uh, statistical category. Um, however, people say Brooke is actually the one who anchors that defense with his shot-blocking ability um, and his overall, you know, veteran leadership. So, you know, I think that defense is has a lot of factors going into it. They also have Eric Bledsoe, you know, uh, a, a known perimeter defender. Um, not not too much of a score, but obviously a guy who can get you, you know, 14 points, five assists a game. Um, but you want him to take that opposing point guard, and, you know, obviously he's supposed to, you know, uh, give him some trouble that night but so I do kind of feel like he's getting somewhat blown up for his defensive him himself being the defensive star um you know we don't see him getting the defensive player of the year um you know he's not, he's not in that running you know yeah, what I mean absolutely. so so I don't really know why we're hyping up the defensive win shares when the Bucks team the their their overall their style of play is, you know, kind of that grit grind. We play hard defense, and we're going to beat you in the paint. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even though they did surround him, you know, they got Middleton, who's supposedly supposed to be a pretty good three-point shooter. Yeah, they're definitely He's in the trying three-point to get contest. more shooters, but still. They had I mean, they that's have not Corver. Their... They got Wes Matthews. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they surrounded that. DiVincenzo, that guy from, uh, where did he go to school? Um, Notre Dame? Notre Dame, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so they surrounded him with shooters. So obviously they know that, his his weakness, you know, what I mean, we can make up for that maybe with surrounding him with those shooters. But goodness, man, I, I t- don't know. Tell you what, when you're shooting twenty seven percent from three, it's not enough. Giannis is the whole team on oh. that game. Oh, that game. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, it's it's I mean, just not no, going to cut it no in a game point. like that. He's no, you know, he, he definitely a, isn't. He doesn't no. have a jump shot past what ten, fifteen feet. What we put yeah, it, maybe, I mean, maybe uh, nothing past maybe. twelve for sure. He's really, you know, I want to see him hitting it. But you know, I gotta. Put a little. It wasn't all LeBron. Obviously, he had what thirty-seven, nine and nine. <laughs> what was that? What do you have? Something I don't know, like... dude. He had he had thirty-seven. Davis had thirty. Yeah, but and that, that was my everybody point. else was in single. Di- okay, no, Kuzma had eleven. Everybody else. Single okay, digits. but what was his percentage from three, Kuzma? Did he make any three-point shots? Kuzma made one three at his six attempts. Exactly. That's what I'm saying right he didn't show up. He's a high volume, Bradley low percentage. Was nothing. Bradley didn't hit any of his shots. Which Everybody is a else pretty him much on... hit like two or th- two shots. Yeah, and yeah. then it's just I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron. They took that's over. That's kind of business as usual for the Lakers. You know, that's why they traded. You know, that's why you you trade half your team for that that kind of guy. He's going to give you twenty six and mm-hmm. twelve on a night nightly you know nightly basis. But that's one thing that Giannis doesn't have. You know, I, I think overall, I think he does have the better, you know, the better supporting cast, 1 through 10, 1 through 15, 1 through 12. In a way, I mean? yeah. Um, but, but 
as far as superstar power, which obviously runs the NBA, um, Giannis is somewhat, you know, he's down in that category compared to these other teams like the Clippers and the well, Lakers. Well, this is just what just shows how the NBA really is ran, is that you can have all these other games during the regular season where you're right. pumping out wins. Right. But if you're not pumping out the win against that superstar team it really depends on in your these style, important right? games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If like, you can't go and yeah. beat the Clippers with Kawhi, you can't go beat the Lakers with LeBron. If you can't go and beat the Warriors when there's a healthy Steph, if you can't beat the Bucks when healthy there's play. a, a Yon, like, yeah. If yeah. you can't do this stuff, you're not good enough to go compete, and you're just a pretender. You're not actually contending for the title. So basically, the Toronto Raptors up until the trade for Kawhi, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like it, you know, like that's just what it is. Like you, like you said best, like. It's the star power that no, really dude, just runs that's, the show. That's, uh, but I think that's what makes it thrive in a way. You know, you, 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 we, we recognize all the stars. We know kind of what they like. You know, we, yeah. we almost feel like we know them in a, personally in a way. And that makes us want to watch their games. That makes us want to follow them on social media. You know what I mean? Which which overall just supports the NBA. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's obviously working in their favor. You know what I mean? The NBA, in my opinion, is the best league in sports, or at least, you know, one of the best leagues in sports. Mm-hmm. They definitely do that great way of just carrying themselves and their, like, the players, and they let their players have a good voice. That you, they have a voice, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's not just those owners and mm-hmm. the coaches who have all the say, all the power. Ex- yeah. Power to the people, power to the players, you know what I mean? Which I'm, I'm all for. Mm-hmm. I'm all for. I'm not exactly... All for you know the Kawhi Leonard situation in San Antonio, get me out of here. I'm not all necessarily all for that, but I think that if a if, if a situation uh, like Kawhi's does or does happen, like they weren't on his side as far as the injury goes, you know they were they thought he was ready. He was telling them I'm not ready. I understand that situation's kind of different, but I'm not always in favor of a guy mid season saying hey. I'm not playing another game for you guys. Ship me out of here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily on board with that, but I think it's important that they still have that voice. You know what I mean? I think it's cool that they, they have it. So I think yeah. that's still important. But I think that they need to they need to work with their approach mm-hmm. and their timing. You know what I mean? If, if you're looking to get out, maybe wait till the end of the season. Yeah. Don't ruin the locker room with those. You know, obviously with, with uh, AD – AD is a, is a perfect situation when he wanted out of the uh, the Pelicans. Oh, and, 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 and LeBron kills both locker rooms. Popping up so quick between these stars now. This was not a thing I don't remember literally what? 10 years ago where stars would just stop doing something just be like, ah, I'm just chilling and not doing anything until oh, you right. guys no, get never, me out of here, never, you know? Never, never, no. That wasn't a thing. And then now, just within the past couple of years, we've had multiple guys do, trying to pull this thing, trying to go to get themselves to other teams, you know, so they yeah. can go get that ring that they want. I mean, but I can't really blame them because, no, because when the arguments arise about best player, or you know what I mean, the one thing which it somewhat irritates me, but the one thing everybody goes to is championships. Yeah. Even though obviously it depends on your you know your team you know what I mean uh, a great a great uh, example is uh, Barkley you know what I mean yeah, MVP sure. MVP caliber player uh, went to a lot of competing teams in mm-hmm. his career but never really 
could get it done. And now we look at him, we judge him. Mm-hmm. We know we don't put it's him. Running we gag. don't put him in that top tier. Yeah. Because, dude, you got zero rings. Like we heard Draymond talking the other day. He yeah. can't sit at my table. Dude's got. Zero ring. I have three rings. I don't necessarily agree with that. Barkley would take Draymond any single day. No, I was just saying it's like a but, running gag, but but you know it's it's, it's, uh, it's it just like the thing. You know, I got three rings. You have zero. Can't talk to me. You know, I I understand that. You know what I mean? It's big man talk, but it's a team sport. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? It's a team sport. But I don't blame these guys jumping ship, leaving their small markets to these big market teams with other stars to get that championship because obviously we saw, excuse me we saw it with uh we saw it with Kevin Durant you know he leaves OKC never got it done there immediately wins in in uh in uh, Golden State immediately when after that first championship everyone's talking he's the best player in the world he's he's better than LeBron he's a championship yeah, he's him, a finals he MVP yeah. he's the best player in the world so that championship this past year, Kawhi just won the championship, beats a highly injured, down-manned Warriors team playing G-Leaguers in an NBA Finals game. Um, and yet, we don't hold that against him. Um, we see him winning the MVP at the end of the year. He's he's the best player, and that's in our mind all summer. He's the best player he, he, him, and this he he did it by himself. Before him, they just kept getting swept by LeBron, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then this year, we're like, wait, Kawhi leaves, and their record is better this year at this point than it was last year with Kawhi. Yeah. So then we got to start. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, maybe it isn't all about that one guy. You know what I mean? Like, you do have to have we- that f- solid foundation of a team still. Um, I don't know. I'm just somewhat going on a rant because I don't want. I hate that people it, give Kawhi so much, so much over that one, like that championship. Well, and you know what it is really when they think about that is like he, they managed him throughout the regular season. He didn't play every single game. No, he, no, and and they had a winning record, a better record. Almost, I don't know. Like I think they like with the statistical, yeah. they, but they no, played they, out yeah. as a 82 game thing. Him not playing on their pace, and they, I believe, I believe would have had a better record on pace. Yeah. Without him, than with him. Yeah. So it's just, I just well, hate yeah, because when, when when he did throw in that kind of chemistry, not quite as good. But that's also where, when it came to the playoff time, he just main handled everybody though. He just no, he did, he did, t- he did uh, d up Giannis. You know what I mean? He he did one on one, me and you. You know what I mean? They 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 did build the wall. Boardman for Giannis, boards, man. but Boardman gets paid. Yeah, Boardman gets paid. That is very true. Ironically, though. That kind of seems like a good section to our next topic against the Clippers uh, because Kawhi only had two rebounds against the Lakers. Uh, Boardman's still getting paid? Or <laughs> what's up with yeah, that, that's right? Like, that's a good point. Like two rebounds, he had zero assists. Mm-hmm. Did Do you think he kind of – obviously, uh, I was listening to you know the undisputed Skip Shannon. They were talking uh, – uh, all the sports shows on ESPN, they were talking about how – the Lakers just seem to want it more. The Clippers already won two prior games. They almost some were saying they didn't even want to win this game because if you win, if you sweep the season series, almost in the playoffs, you could say that that almost goes against your, you know, goes against you because you, go, yeah. you know, and I mean that 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 tie could just swing back on you. You know what I mean? So, so some people think that they were just almost giving giving them the game. I watched. Uh, most of the second half didn't really get a chance to watch all the first half. 
But from from the eye test, it seemed like both teams, you know, wanted it relatively. You know, they seemed to both want it the same, just based off the the pace of the game, the effort. Every people diving on the ball for loose, you know, diving on the ground for loose balls. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a playoff atmosphere. But now I almost feel like they're almost. You know, uh, lobbing the Clippers one, or you know, what I mean, like you're like, oh, they didn't want the game. You know, they already won two prior. Just Kawhi didn't. Did not, he barely woke up. They didn't like Doc yeah. Rivers came out and said we we didn't come out with any passion today. Like almost excuses mm-hmm. for it, but I, mean, I, it I just think still they, I think neck they fell and... short, dude. Like honestly, I think yeah, because it was short. neck and neck all until the end. I mean, you can also point to Patrick Beverly, the supposed, you know, what I mean, all defensive player says he's the best defensive player in the league. I think he's a just like a you know uh, bulldog, you know, just a grit grind kind of guy, knowing pest kind of guy. He'll get up in your side. Um, but dude could not control Averly Bradley. Had what six threes, twenty five points, twenty four points, right? Yes, yeah, twenty four, six of twelve from three. He was balling. No, he was best game shots. of the year. Best game I can remember him having in the last couple of years. To be honest with you. It's definitely his best remember? game as a Laker, that's for sure. Oh, as a Laker, no doubt. No doubt. But I'm thinking last couple – where was he last year? Offensively, where yeah. Where was he even on last year? Was he, was he on uh, the Pistons? I'll look at this real quick. I want to say Pistons he's been year. He's moved around quite a bit. Anyway, so that's the best game I can remember Averly Bradley having in a, in a little bit of time. And, I, you know, it's kind of nice to see it happening in such a big stage, such a he big did, game. Okay, so he, he went to Detroit, you're right. After being in Boston for so yeah. long, then he went to the Clips for two years. I remember oh, that. Oh, it was the Clips. But last yeah. year he uh, he played with, ended up getting traded. I guess it looks like the over Clippers to Memphis. traded him to Memphis. Yeah, midway through the season, and then he signed with Lakers this year. So he played. Okay, I think I do remember him being in Memphis for a little bit last year. He actually had some dropping decent amount of points over in Memphis. He was only there for fourteen games. Did he get hurt or? Just later in the season. Oh, 14 games. Yeah, but oh, no, I guess you are The right. trade deadline's in February. Yeah, so. he probably didn't play all, like every single game, I guess. You know? Yeah. I mean, you saw when uh, Iguodala got traded to the Grizzlies. Dude didn't play a single game, so mm-hmm. maybe it was kind of the same. I mean, at least he played, you know. But, but what do you think? Do you think that... Uh, you know, Kawhi and the Clippers kind of just didn't want it. Do you think that, you know, they simply got up upstage? I don't what no, do you think? I mean, I, I didn't see anything too just like from Kawhi where I'm just like, yo, like this dude's just lackadaisical out there or anything. I didn't necessarily see anything like that. Sure, it definitely wasn't his best game. But when you also have someone like Morris who's over here going oh nine That's what I was then, gonna bring up, dude. He did he make a single shot the entire game? He had a point, so he must have hit a free throw. <laughs> but no, I think that was late game. He hit one free throw. Yeah, that's it. Second. He's 0, yeah, yeah. 0 of nine field goal, 0 of seven from three, and then you also 0 of seven. Lou Williams didn't really do that much. And I don't know if you've been keeping up with the Clippers since they made the trade, but Marcus Morris is kind of a guy that, excuse me, that they kind of he came in immediately and right away, dude got twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah, and. Sh- Almost as many shots as you feel like he wants. You know what I mean? Like he came in almost with that green light, which is, which is honestly really surprising. I honestly was I was really surprised also when they made the trade 
and everyone was saying, oh, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's over. They got Marcus Morris. Clippers are the clear favorite. I was also, you know, I was pretty, I was just kind of, I didn't really understand why everybody was saying that, you know? I was just like, what has this guy done? I know this is like a a career year for him. I know he's averaging 20 points. I don't know how many rebounds, but. Five, six uh, rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. It's not bad. But um, I just I don't understand how I don't know, dude. I don't know where the the thing came from where he's coming to LA and it's over. You know what I mean? I to be honest with you, I thought Markeith was the better was the better one for the for a little bit of a longer time. You know what I mean? For a while. I thought he was the better twin, so I didn't really see all the hype. See, I'm a Boston fan, so I got used to Marcus, and I absolutely knew he was early. I still, I think he's the better one. He's a, he plays really hard. Like I liked what he brought, and I mean, he's a really like his heart. You know, like he brings like that attitude, and just like he's good. I think in a locker room sense, like he really helps make your team a little bit more of a grittier, and he's gonna, you know, he's becoming more of a veteran now. He's gonna help out the younger players, and I just think he's good for that. But in terms of his play, he can be a little inconsistent. This year, obviously, as you said, he is doing career high. But I don't know, man. I just, like you all said with the green light, like I just I think he takes some dumb shots sometimes instead of just like, it's, it's just like you, you obviously have way better players on your team. And you should know that as as more of a role player that instead, in that situation, instead of taking these dumb shots, like why not just get it to your star player? I mean, in his case, he is having he is having that career year. Um, and the Clippers, from what it looks like, did tell him, or at least it seems like they told him, you know, come in, play loose, get your shots up. Obviously, Kawhi isn't even playing every night. Same with Paul George, um, so he is getting some games. Um, Without them, you know, to get his rhythm back, to get those shots up. So maybe it was in those games he's kind of getting his confidence up. And uh, but it's just a bad game he had against the Lakers. You know, it's a big game too. He he showed up with his brother, his twin brother. You know what I mean? Who's playing on the rival team? Uh, you know, kind of a big deal. It can be a big stakes kind of game, and not all the guys can. You know, not everybody can handle those games. Not everybody shows up uh, for those big games. Um, I'm not saying he is a guy to, you know, I'm not saying he's someone to disappear in those big games because we've seen him. Was I'm pretty, he was a pretty vital part to that uh, Celtics run to the conference finals, if I'm not wrong, right? He, he was a part of that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, um, that's what I was saying. I mean, he definitely, uh, he brings some stuff to the table. It's not like he's just a bad player or anything. Um, I, definitely like he can he can score i mean he can do it i think he can definitely help out teams i just i don't know it's because i'll be honest i really really like harold a lot too no he's a and with him they're taking minutes away from they are sort of yeah i mean he still seems to be getting some of his minutes but that dude just plays with so much energy i've loved Watching him play ever since he no, was he's at aggressive, he always. just flies around. On defense, I believe he's man. averaging close to twenty points a game off the bench. They have two players mm-hmm. off the bench, averaging close to twenty points. Oh yeah, like, that's, that's insane. Hey man, the rematch is going to be on April ninth. Uh, ninth, yeah, on the ninth. 
and that's right before the, we head right into playoffs. You know, like if this game was that intense, this, this the next game is just going to be that much more. You know, oh yeah, have to up the ante. It's going to be for real this next time. I'm trying to find how what he's averaging um, since the trade. But anyway, also I, mean, I think Morris. Yeah, Morris. Morris is averaging nine point five since the trade. He Seriously, was, he was at like nineteen before. So he's fifty percent down on his scoring. Less minutes. He is. He is no longer. He's probably lost. You could argue he's like minutes. the second, third guy on the Knicks. Second guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, you can argue he's like the second, third guy on the Knicks. On the on the Clips, obviously, he's like down on that totem pole four or five. So, okay. I, I mean, that's, that's a fair point as well. But I think another underrated stat is uh, this Clipper team at full health. Everybody was hyping up. At full health, they have not lost a game this year. They were like, what, five or six or seven and oh. Yeah. It was, I think it was below 10 games. Uh, but they have yet to lose. They, they had yet to lose. Um, when everybody was healthy, and uh, I think it was, I think that's somewhat of an underrated statement. LeBron and the Lakers come in and uh, take down that full strength team, which nobody else in the NBA has done yet. Obviously, not all thirty teams have played that full strength; only eight or nine teams have. But obviously, um, they haven't, they hadn't lost a game yet. So I think they deserve some uh, more props for taking down the undefeated roster or uh, lineup. And uh, I think that. What this weekend did told me something I basically already knew, um, but LeBron is back in the MVP race. I think it's basically neck and neck. I think LeBron's just having such a different season uh, compared to last year. Giannis almost seems like it's like a copy from last season. You know? Like he's he's having roughly the same points, roughly same uh, rebounds. They're running through everybody. Their defense is insane. Uh, they have beat the Clippers. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Celtics. I'm pretty sure, like they've beaten all these top teams. Mm-hmm. So you gotta give them that prop. But you know what I'm trying. You know what I'm saying. No, I get you know, it. like I don't know. I don't really see all the hype in it. But hey, 14th year or, or sorry, 17th year. He's averaging what close to 11 assists a game. 25 points. I, I thought his points average would be down around 23 points. I'm honestly surprised he's at the 25 with AD. Um, but, yeah, I think he's back in that MVP race. Um, I'm excited to see how the season finishes, um, considering Giannis just hurt his – what was it his uh, shoulder? What 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 he just uh, – was it his shoulder or his knee? Something – Something was a, we, we had a I sprain. Do not know. It was on his shoulder or his knee. I don't know why. I know two very different areas, but uh, he's gonna miss a few games, and I like to see how that uh, affects the voting because when you're not seeing somebody play for a few weeks, or you know what I mean, for a week or two weeks, and yet his uh, his his competition is is out there balling, you know what I mean, giving us some great performances. It's really easy to sway those voters late season because we tend to forget those early game dominant performances, you know. Yeah, Giannis is out at least two games, they're saying, with a left they're knee sprain. two games, but a I knee sprain, I, how can you miss two games with a knee sprain? If it's You know what I mean? I don't know. Unless they somewhat have a spaced out schedule next couple of games but yeah i mean i'll take about a week or two off i'm guaranteeing it 
couple games, at least four games he's probably going to miss. And then I was looking at some stats the other day. No MVP has won playing less than uh, 72 games, I think it is, 70, or 71 games, 71. And if he misses a few, uh, a few extra games, he could go below that 71 game. Uh, somewhat, it's some, it's somewhat of a silent thing. No, it's not a written thing, a written rule that they have, oh, they have to play all eighty-two. But you know, you you want that MVP playing throughout the entire season. You kind of feel. I I wouldn't want to vote for a guy who's missed a big chunk of the season. That's why Zion's not getting a lot of the rookie of the year votes, or right now isn't projected to get as many as he should since he's missed over half the season. Um. But yeah, what, 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 uh, to close this section up, what are your uh, thoughts on the MVP race? I think that it's definitely been interesting uh, throughout the season. I think there's definitely more names that kind of started popping up at times. I think when Damian Lillard was going off on that streak, he was kind of getting thrown in there a little bit. Um, Doncic. Yeah, Doncic definitely. He, he was just taking the league by storm at the beginning. I think Tatum has picked his stuff up now at the end of the season, but at the beginning it wasn't quite that good it was they beat the lakers recently right you guys beat the like they the celtics beat the lakers past time they played i believe Mm -hmm. and he had like what 40 points no 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 No, lakers won it was a bs call yes and tatum had like what 39 40 points yes and it was bs call yes that's what it was and i think the nba even said that it was like bogus and they just and we just lost to the thunder not that long ago and then the nba was like yeah we made a messed up call Again, I, it's just I can't like stand when the NBA like at least stand by your referees. You know what I mean? Don't go back the next day and be like, "Yo, we should do that game." No, yeah. So they have this new like two minute report thing that they do, where like for that last like two minutes they go back and like they're like, "Okay, so like, yeah, like we messed up, but like, why don't you just do that during the during, game?" Yeah, exactly during the game. Like this doesn't help anything. You come out and say, "Hey, we we blew this game for you," and then and then the opposing team's like, "Hey, can we get some compensation?" Yeah, for, like, or he's just like change the win column. Like, or we something. get the win, and they're like, "No, we just want to let you know that we botched it." You know what I mean? Like it, it's a like, rough area. Like, why can't you guys look at that in this BS uh, called the New York or whatever? Dude, the other day during the uh, Bucks game, yeah. There was a call, a charge or a uh, block. It was I don't remember which way it was called. But they call this guy in New York, the head the head ref in New York. I can't remember his name mm-hmm. off the top of my head. And he blatantly disagrees with the call on the court, and they contacted. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you're contacting New York because you're unsure, and he says it's a charge, don't go out and make the opposite call. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's, what I, that's one thing I think they could uh, fix, but sorry to interrupt you. MVP race right now, if we can make a prediction. No, yeah, just getting back to that. Like I was saying, there's people who've definitely, it's, you know, been some names thrown out there throughout the season, hasn't been, but the two guys who have been consistently there the entire time has been LeBron and Giannis. And I don't know, man. It's just, as much as I do believe, like, I think voters' fatigue is kind of a thing, for sure. That is why he, he and hasn't I, won. Uh, and that's why he wasn't won. winning it for uh, recently. And I think it's going to come back into his favor now where he yeah. hasn't won a couple yeah. MVPs. And I think they could maybe, give LeBron maybe an MVP. We're doing the same thing with Giannis that we kind of did with him. Yeah. I mean, no. I, it's, at least I think we should. Some, it's along we, that line for sure. Him, why can't we do it with this guy? Exactly. You know I mean? Like if he's doing the same thing, 
So, mm-hmm. so I, just to be clear, I, I don't know who. So Le- I think they'll end up giving it to LeBron for LeBron? sure. LeBron. Okay, yeah. I, I'll, I'll agree with you there, mm-hmm. man. I, uh... I agree with you. So <clears throat> let's segue into our next topic. Um, Dak Prescott. This one kind of hits home to me being a Cowboys fan, but Dak Prescott reportedly uh, turned down a $33 million annual salary and a $105 million guaranteed contract from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, It's a lot of big bucks. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, But, you know, compared to those other guys in his draft class, like Goff and like Wentz, Wentz, it really, it is a lot of money, but I, I believe they're still, they would still make more, um, and I and I don't know why it's a little petty in my in my um, opinion, but I, I know Dak isn't going to sign for a penny less than two guys in his draft class that he has outplayed multiple times. Yeah. I believe he has a better um, not a playoff record than Goff is because he made it to the Super Bowl, um, but an overall better regular season record. Than Goff. I know it's I better mean, than Wentz. I know it's better than Wentz. I'll put it like this, though. Goff shouldn't have made the Super Bowl. The, the Saints shouldn't have made the Super Bowl. That's true. Goff, like, that... That was a botched call. That's very true. Yeah, but very but much. he did. I think... And, and I'm not saying Goff is a terrible quarterback, but I definitely think that one season was just a little, little fluky. A little flukish. I agree. I uh, This season, I think, is somewhat of a testament to who he really is. You know what I mean? I think he's better than what he performed at this season, but he's, he's not that all-pro type of player we all thought he was coming out of college. Um, but back to my original question, what do you think the Cowboys should do regarding Dak in this whole contract situation? You know, because they have several expiring contracts. I mean, it's obviously clear that they've already goofed up. This stuff should have been done way long ago. He's your quarterback, guys. Come on. I mean, I understand Ezekiel Elliott is your running back, too. And, like, he, he's, all these guys got to get paid. And... It's the NFL. You only have so much money. You can't pay everybody's. So I understand, like, that situation. But, like, this is the quarterback, man. I mean, this is supposed to be the dude of your franchise. He's, what, four or five years in now? He just played his fourth year. So he still has hopefully six, seven, eight more years to go. Man, I'm hoping ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, and this is no disrespect, but running backs just seem to have shorter careers. So when they're pumping out that money to Ezekiel Elliott, and he's probably got half as much years left as Dak does, I just think that's not quite as smart. And like you're saying with the whole other two dudes in the draft class, like he definitely has outperformed him, especially in this past year. I mean, at the yeah. beginning he was he was on fire, which I guess was Wentz this year. And he did get, I know that statistical. It's a hard thing to compare him to Wentz because Wentz has been had injury problems, and it's I'm not gonna be one of those D's are all like injury. He's injury prone because he's not injury prone. It's not his fault that a freak injury like that occurred, you know. But it's still there. It's still a thing. So like if you know, Casey's definitely right. Like Dak has been the superior quarterback out of that class. Especially, it's funny because he was the lower, one of the lower, you know, picks. He wasn't on. He wasn't a day one guy. You know, you know, and I think that that's working in Dak's favor right now. You know, I was a fourth round pick. Exactly. I I just now made two million dollars from Tony you. Tony Romo out of you. I just I beat out I beat out Tony Romo, who at one point was the highest paid player in the NFL. 
when he when he got his big money load from Jerry, he was the highest paid a player, if not or quarterback, if not player in the entire NFL. And he beat him out his rookie year when eleven and two, or uh, sorry, uh, was it thirteen or let's see, shoot, think about it. There's sixteen games. Yeah, definitely yeah, can't yeah, be eleven yeah. and two. That sorry, yeah, that's sorry, not mathematically sorry. correct. Sorry. But long day, guys. Um, so you're trying to. I want to say thirteen and three. Thirteen and three, or like. Uh, the I want to say thirteen and three. Okay. Anyway. Twelve. And Twelve and four, thirteen and three. Um, they lost the last game to the Eagles. I remember because I they remember sat that. Dak and yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony played a little bit. He got his his uh, his touchdown drive. The one the his first drive of the game. He goes down and scores a touchdown. My vote was he should have started that first uh, that playoff game against uh, Green Bay, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, anyway, I don't want to get on that tangent because I think Tony Romo could still be in the NFL, but that's uh, that's not. Irrelevant. That's irrelevant right now. I think you need to if if you believe that Dak is your man, which I think he is. Um, you pay him. Yeah, because you got this new you got the new uh, what CBA getting voted on in the next couple weeks, which could add a playoff game, add a regular season game, which is just going to add uh, room for the cap. It's the cap's going to go up. Um, and you're just bringing bringing in extra revenue. So for him to take a a uh, team friendly deal when everything's about to increase, I don't blame him for saying no. You know, especially after the the discount he has gotten or he gave the Cowboys during his first four years. I'm not saying he's you know a uh, Russell Wilson. He's a he's this top tier elite quarterback, but you don't pay guys necessarily because of their skill always it it's it's the market value you know we saw Kirk Cousins get paid mm-hmm. obviously this past season he he somewhat backed that up with with, with the season he yeah, had he's with not, Minnesota he's not you know by any means, but, but but we saw I, him get paid you know what i mean and it, and it was because of the way the market is going and for Dak yeah. to 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 take the market backwards it's only going to make him look bad make his oh it maybe look makes his image look okay for the team. I know I'm a, I'm a team friendly guy, but it's only going to hurt your what other people uh, see. Like as far as your agent goes, you know what I mean. Like your agent, that dude's reputation's going down. It, no one's going to want to sign with a guy who got a guy less money th- uh, than market value than, than the last guy that got paid. The NFL is just uh, a one upping game as far as the payment goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So if he if he does take less, he's just gonna look like he got you know bamboozled by Jerry, this this um, billionaire uh, icon uh, legend. He can he can manipulate. You know what I mean? He, businessman, business uh, mogul. You, you heard him talking this entire season. I've never not gotten uh, a deal done. You know what I mean? Just bragging about his negotiation oh, skills. Man, you're saying you so know? much stuff throughout the season. It's just you're setting yourself up. And I can't. I'm. I can't. I'm not the. I wasn't the biggest Dak Prescott fan from the start. But um, this past season, I think he took huge leaps as far as statistical wise. You know, he's he made um, those. He, he did miss on a lot of big throws, but his air distance per throw increased. Uh, you can't just call him Dink and Dak no more. You know, his his yards increased by over a thousand yards. Touchdowns increased by. Uh, I think he had eight extra touchdowns or eight more touchdowns this year than he did in the past. 
just statistical wise yeah everything increased um but you can then uh you tend to look at that record you know jerry jones is saying well you had your best season you know i surround you with all this talent and we go eight and eight mm-hmm. you, you obviously you get uh mccarthy in that's why you have a new head that's, coach, that's why we have a new head coach. <laughs> but I get what you're saying too. It's still, but there. that's why that, like, that's why there's that concern. If you know, you were to look at this team and just on paper, oh. say you're playing a video game and like they're sh- like they're so good, bro. Do you see what they're ranked all year? These are studs on Pro Football Focus or whatever. They're no, ranked, but I know they had to be up there. They're t- number one, like for half, for over. They have half. a really even, stacked even defense. Losing, They've yeah. got a great line. They underperformed. Like, I, yeah. Again, you can look at the coaching. You can look at pref- or, uh, preparation. No, yeah. It just know? wasn't the year for it to all come together. That's for sure. It was definitely not the year. I guess it's never the year, but... Oh, well, I mean, that's 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 the life of being a Cowboys fan. Is Thinking it's the year, and then you get into the year, and then you're like, you shake your head, and you said, nope, it's not this year, it's the next. That's the life of a Cowboy fan. You're like, oh, off season. You're like, this is going to be it. This is the time, and then it comes, and then you're halfway through the season, and then you're winning a game, and then all of a sudden some something stupid happens, and then you're like, ah, next year's the year, guys. As a Cowboy fan, I can testify that that is 100% accurate. It, it's a rough cycle, man. I mean, we make fun of a lot of It's tough. People make fun of the Browns but, and but, stuff. But, but one thing you can't waver is commitment from Cowboy fans because even after that 8-8 eight and eight season – we're back that next year yeah. saying this is the year. So Jerry's world so is always going to be packed. Jerry's world. That's right, man. Jerry's you know, always going to be packed. Gonna be, they're still America's team somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Okay, They've so never been I America's see, team in my young. lifetime. I say we're so young, though, bro. Like, we're 20 years old. I know. That's you know? What I'm we're, for, for, for anyone who doesn't know yet, we're, we're 20 years old. So we have not experienced. Uh, a lot of the games and the eras that you know, a lot of other people we weren't have there. Seen. Troy, we weren't Eggman, there. Emmett exactly. Smith exactly. And Michael Irvin. And Even though what they won did. three total with Jimmy Johnson, three and his total, coach right? And all that. Yeah. Okay. But still, I think uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. If, if Dak's your man, again, I'm not Jerry Jones, but so if I'm Jerry Jones and Dak is my man, I, I'm, I'm writing the check. Oh, yeah, um, if, if, I, if I have, if for I have sure. doubts, if I have doubts. I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to get him to sign for a little bit low till Monday the the tag deadline, but when Monday comes around, I'm not letting him hit the open market. <laughs> I'm tagging him for the year, and uh, I'm 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 somewhat. But I think then you're almost betting against your quarterback, which is only setting yourself up for failure. What do you think? See now, this is what I was kind of uh, my thoughts is that with the CBA, the new CBA coming up, and the fact that. If you were to not sign him to a long-term deal and then you franchise him and this is supposed to be your guy and you're disrespecting right. him like that yeah, and then a CBA comes out where people can start making more money and like, I don't know, if there was ever for some reason that happens and then like they still just don't want to pay him. Because like obviously if the new CBA comes out and he's been franchise tagged, once he gets around again to want a new contract he's gonna want even more money this next time yeah. and if they're not gonna want to budge again like if they're not bu- like you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. just like yeah so, so you gotta do it now or yeah, it kind of just okay. feels like 
like or move off. He, yeah, or like it's not gonna happen. I feel like eventually, then Dak's just gonna have to maybe just leave. Maybe that will be the best route for him to take, is just to just you know put the Cowboys in the back mirror and just leave. So, what do you think? Your personal opinion, your views. What should they do? I think as the Cowboys organization, they need to sign the dude. He needs to be signed as quick as possible. That's what I'm trying to get across. Because if they don't, I feel like that's just disrespecting him. And then I think Dak, you know, he could maybe think, hey, maybe I'm a little better than these guys. Maybe I don't need them, you know? Yeah. That's just how things work out. It's business. Let's uh, move to Amari Cooper. Obviously, one of the league's, you know, better receivers. I don't want to say he's the best or, you know, I think he's close to that top tier. Not quite, just because of his uh, inconsistency. A tier, not quite S tier. Not, yeah, so he's he's close. Mm-hmm. I think he's very close. Um, but you could say that when you sign him to the contract, you're only signing him for an eight for an eight game contract because um, he, he, he basically might, might not even or don't even want to bring him with you when you go away. Because statistical wise, he just he disappears in those away big games in Philadelphia. Disappeared. Uh, I believe he was waving out to get out of the game in the end of the game. Uh, Patriot game, one score game, final drive. We have a chance to score, go for two. Um, obviously, we didn't even, didn't even end up scoring, but. You're on, you're on your drive. Dak Prescott's on his game, potential game-winning drive, and you take out his number one receiver in Amari Cooper. I think that, again, you could question the coaching because Jason Garrett was the one in charge back then, so you could question the, the, he, the call. Uh, did he call the plays on offense? That was also a uh, little bit of a controversy because uh, Tony Romo, a longtime Cowboy, would be watching the games or commentating on the games, and he would say, Late games, uh, I don't quite remember what game it is, but the Cowboys somewhat started to deteriorate and, you know, uh, uh, play bad football at the end of a game. And uh, Tony Romo said, this is starting to look like a Jason Garrett offense. Because who knows a Jason Garrett offense more than, nobody knows it more than uh, Tony Romo, oh, you yeah. know? So, and, and he even said, this is starting to look like that Jason Garrett offense. So, yeah. so I, I, I want to say in those big moments, yes, he, he, he called, yeah, that's what I think he, I'm he talking. called, um, I'm um, coach. Exactly. Like some of the time, like he's definitely not always calling up, but sometimes when he wants to, he does. And then she's just like, I don't like that. Apparently McCarthy's going to be relatively the same type thing. He says that Kellen's going to be the guy. Um, yet he's throwing somewhat new verbiage in. He said he's going to call some of the plays. So I say we go half in the season. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays because what is he known for? He's an offensive player. No, I, I agree, and definitely like he's the dude who goes in there and he's going to, you know, like I, I definitely talk a little bit of crap on Mike McCarthy for just kind of underutilizing Aaron Rodgers and how they only were able to do so much with that one, many years. One Super Bowl is under, and I even talk a lot of crap yeah. to Aaron Rodgers, honestly, but. No. He's definitely one of the S-tier guys in the league. There's no doubt. And if you're only doing that with him, it's like, eh. But at the same time, I don't know. I think he's going to have a little bit of a different off- offense than Jason Garrett's style. I didn't like Jason Garrett. Like, I just didn't no. like what he called, man. Because like you said, it, you said before, they just give it to Zeke. 
and let them run up the middle. And then when they don't do that, they did I tell you? Yeah, we talked about that. Like how I'm first down, yeah. I, you you know what's going on. Like we're exactly. handing it. To, they're handing it to Zeke, and he's going up the middle. Never once did that change or waver. You know, and then and then you're on second down, and and when and when they predict that first down run, you're 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 second and twelve. Mm-hmm. You know, you're setting yourself up to not succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you get you set yourself up to for right away third downs. Like that first drive, you're like, man, second and twelve, incomplete pass, and second down, you're third and twelve yeah. on your first drive. Even if you get, you run a slant. You, get you run a slant yards. exactly. It's you're third and nine. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. not good. Exactly. But but. What do you think uh, they should do with Amari? Are you thinking they should, you know, give him that? Because you we know how much he's wanting some money. You know, mm-hmm. he he's wanting a big contract. It's his turn to get paid. Mm-hmm. But they they only got one franchise tag. You know, they they got to decide who they're giving it to. So do you think you said Dak Prescott Prescott should be paid? I'm guessing you're thinking Cooper gets the franchise tag, or yeah, um, that kind of what the other thing like. When you're saying how he's disappearing, I th- in yeah. the big games, I big think games, that having in a way, away games, McCarthy come in, I think he can add a little bit, hopefully, more creativity to the offense in certain That's times. Smart. And if they can just just run a little bit of different stuff to maybe help get him a little bit more open, you know. Um, but I would still have to say that, yeah, like they need to pay Dak, and if they can get that done then use that franchise tag on Amari on Amari if that can't work out I don't know man if I don't really know about paying him big bucks so he's I'm, a good like but you got Gallup and like exactly we got I don't Gallup. know if you've looked at this draft with the receivers I know there's some solid ones at LSU but I don't know bro there's gonna be at least 8 to 10 kids as a wide receiver coming the first round Guaranteed. But as far as a first round pick, and but, but if you do, if, but it. if you lose Amari, obviously you want to use that first round pick on a receiver. That's, that's just in the first round. It goes deep. It, oh, you think it's going deep? There's okay, five. Okay. There's four or five rounds of good receivers. I'm oh, not okay. even joking. This oh, okay. is the best receiving class I've seen in a draft. Pretty much my whole life. I can't really recall seeing Seriously. this many good guys. Like, toss a couple out, dude. You're gonna Henry Ruggs is gonna go. In the first round, I think that um, uh, Jalen Ricor, I think it is the kid from TCU. A lot of people have been talking about him. CD Lamb is an absolute explosive monster. He's gonna go. Kid from Colorado, he's gonna go first round. Um, I uh, Brandon Ikuya, I believe it is Arizona State. Uh, he is a very explosive player. He could definitely go at the very end of the first round, maybe second round. I know there's some other guys I'm forgetting about, but, like, it's just ridiculous. There's so many receivers coming out right now. So, franchise. I think they should franchise tag him if uh, if, they, if, we're, if, we're, if they're paying Dak. Yeah, you got to tag Amari and just kind of like give him one more year because yeah. if, if he gives you the same eight-game eight season as he did last year or the in the past seasons, then you, you just got to move off of him and draft one and hope Gallup's ready for that next step. But, uh it really depends on the whole Dak situation, um, what they end up doing there. I do think that Dak needs that top receiver because you saw the numbers before and after Amari, night and day. You know what I mean? Like they were four and four, um, 
before Amari, and then I believe they went like seven and one, or like it was like four and three before Amari, and then they went seven and one, seven and two to end the season. So like clear difference in play in offensive. Um, I say confidence. You know, what I mean, when you have when you have that that guy out there, you can sometimes just toss it up to him and hope he goes and makes that play. It just helped the drives keep rolling a lot better when you know you have somebody you can always get it to when you need to get it to, but then, and get it and get that first down or something like. But then that's the question. There. You know what I mean? Like, can he? Because like those Super Bowl games, those playoff games, more than likely you're not going to be home. You know, not always yeah. unless your record and that. You know what I mean? You're not always going to be home. Yeah, so exactly. you need a guy who can go to an opponent's arena and give you the same. So I am all for. I I I think honestly, it'd be stupid to give him a large contract this year. You, you give him one more try. Yeah. If he gives you the same same uh, performance, do as a Pro Bowler. I want to talk crap on him. You know what I mean? He was yeah. a Pro Bowler. Yeah, but uh, I understand I just, what you're saying. You know what I mean? You just can't pay him because when you number have one receiver hopefully money, hopefully someone like Gallup who. Should develop like, yeah, 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 into exactly. that next. He should be that he dude in a couple be, of years. But you he know? could be better, right? Like he, he exactly. Like and he has more of the uh, big play factor in him. I think he's more of the jumper. Amari's oh, Amari's more of Amari's more of that 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 route running. Yeah, he, he's precise. Catch it underneath, you know, you know but but Gallup's gonna haul. He's gonna run. He's gonna jump and make a play. Exactly. So yep. so we'll see. Um, I like Gallup a lot. He did. I don't know if he led the league, but he was pretty damn near high in leading the league in drops. Yeah. Um, so that's a big issue. But I tell you, the Cowboys also, if not led the league, were very high in drops. Large part of Gallup. And, Gallup and Amari Witten. in those away games. Witten, I'm convinced, had bricks for hands for half the season. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened to those hands. Maybe the holding that microphone made him shrivel up or something. But, dude, so many drops. I just I think a drop ball is an easy fix. You just need to learn Catch to the ball. You just need to like relax and just have softer hands. That's all it needs I think to come it's a down mental to. Thing more than anything, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you just drop four balls in a row. You know what I mean? Like, well, because that's in what you your do. Head. You think about that, and it makes your body stiffen up. And yeah. you need to have the soft. Really, like, you're thinking on every single thing about catching. It's up. so yeah. weird, to, like to ha- to be able to like have that soft hands all the time, and. It's just, I do think it's an easy fix, though. I don't think it's something you should too worry about with Gallup because it's, it's earlier in his career. They changed the NFL. The ball size is a little bit different. I'm pretty is positive. Yeah. NCAA, yeah, I'm pretty sure it gets a little bit bigger. Um, yeah, it does. It does. You're right. It does. I'm, sh- I'm not, I mean, uh, where did he go to college? I don't know, but I mean, there's a good chance that Dak could just be throwing it, the ball a lot harder than he's a little bit used no, to he getting. Actually, ca- like he was pretty high up in catchable passes. I know, as far as statistical catchable passes, mm-hmm. I know he was top five, top ten in the league. So he's up there in catches. So it's not yeah. always the throw, but he did miss. To be fair, I've seen Dak Prescott miss a lot of big throws and a lot of easy throws. Definitely so, during that Patriots game, dude. I mean, that his hand, though, that was, to be fair, he was dealing with hand issues was, for the last like, three games that. of the season. So I can't, like, write it off because – or was it his hand or his shoulder? It was his shoulder. Was something. In his hand, I think. Um, or a finger in, a, in his shoulder. So he was dinged up. And hey, man, that's football, though. You're that's dinged football. up. Everyone's dinged up past week five, week six. So, But, you know, we have a about a week, a little less than a week uh, until that deadline for the franchise tag. So – well, uh, next week on our video, hopefully we'll uh, 
have some new updates and you know we'll uh break down what the, what the Cowboys did hopefully they make some make some smart moves so <clears throat> back to the NBA world um Steph Curry obviously beginning of the season played 3 games broke his left hand um and missed 58 games this past week came back played the Toronto Raptors um had 23 points about seven, anyway, uh, about seven assists or six assists, six rebounds. I think he was about negative fourteen for plus or minus. Not a great game for Steph, but if you, if, but if you watch, it's a pretty, minus. it's a pretty ugly game. But if you watched it, and and uh, as a guy who's been watching Warrior games all season, that atmosphere from tip off was just completely different. Like it's as if we're back to the old times. Uh, you know, Steph's banging the threes, crowds erupting. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like we're back to old times when, when he comes back and plays. That's the effect he has on a game. Are you talking about the game against the Sixers? He didn't play against the Sixers. He only played against that. Toronto. Yeah, against Toronto. And I know he's questionable tonight against the Clippers. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that goes. But um, I... I uh, I was I was questioning the move to bring him back um, throughout the season. That's honestly what I've been debating this entire season. Is you know we're the worst. You know they're the they're the they're the worst team in the league. Is it worth bringing back your 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 MVP player coming off a major hand injury? You know is is that worth it? Um, with twenty games left in the season, Austin, um, I'm actually pretty curious to hear your side on this. Do you think it was a smart move? to bring Steph back for the final uh, stretch of games? Or do you think maybe, you know, keep tanking, get that lottery pick, preserve that, you know, preserve that hand, make sure nothing happens? Uh, what, what were your thoughts? I don't think it really matters that much. This season's pretty much already over. It's not like it's going to affect their record that much. No, they lost. They've got... 10 and yeah so there's about yeah 15-ish 16-ish games I mean I don't think it's that big of a deal you won't I mean just as a person as a human you only are going to be able to play your sport as much as you want before your body just breaks down that's just as an average person now this is so you got to think about it this is a dude he's not just an average dude this is a dude who gets to make money for playing a sport Go out there and play it, man. Have some fun. Like, that's what I think it's really all about. Even if, like, I understand you want to save that crappy record, get a good lottery pick. But, let's be honest here, the first, the, the worst team usually doesn't get the first pick. It just doesn't happen. They're better off being, you know, that, that third or, you know, third, you know, in that top four or five at least. As long as you're at least the top three or four, like, you're in that good range. You have a chance at getting the first pick. And who cares if you don't even get the first pick? You just get one of the top five. You're set. I mean, with the dudes that are coming out, I mean... So, so I don't, yeah, I'm not too high on the draft class this year. We'll see. Um, I mean, dude, Wiseman, I didn't... Obviously, he didn't finish we don't, his season at Memphis, I but... I see him play. Bro, he was a baller. Yeah, but I want to see... Wiseman's, Wiseman's going to be good, I think. Sure he's just, like, preparing for the draft now, isn't he? Yeah, he's just been pre- and then just dealing with like the legal problems like oh, of yeah. NCAA just yeah. being like you guys suck. Yeah. But back to what I was saying though, I just 
I just think people are overworking it too much. Just let the dude go play some basketball. That's what it's all about. You're yeah. you're dissing on a dude for doing his job. That's just wild to me. You would never go to a restaurant, order some food, have a waiter bring your food out, and you'd be like, "Well, why'd you bring my food out?" You know, it's like, it's like, well, that's what I do. I get paid for it. And he's like, no. He's like, it makes no sense. You don't just diss a guy for doing what he's supposed to do. Let him go out there and do it, you know? And, I mean, he seems healthy enough. I mean, dude was shooting shots we saw, like, well before he even came back. And he looked good. I mean, I know Clay's still not back, but... He's out all year. At least you still get some time, like, Curry gets in there. He doesn't miss a whole season. A whole season's a lot of time to miss, man. You get to come back and at least get some of it. He's not completely rusty. I mean, it's just fatigue, I think. yeah, you know, or he's uh, not in shape, not fatigue. He's just out of shape. Yeah, he's just not. And it's not like he's it's still like he's good. He's just not Curry. He's still better than, I don't know, like 400 other players in the league or something. <laughs> so like it's it's not that nothing to get too like up in a war about or anything like that. I think that. It's good that they brought him back. If he if he's healthy, he's good enough to go. Even if it's not like a hundred percent, like he's like the stud Curry, but he's like good enough to play. Let him go out there and play. Let him do his thing. There's nothing wrong with that. All right, man. All right, all right. I respect that. I am pretty much in the same boat. Um, I obviously, uh, I support Golden State. I think, um their run of dominance for the past what five years six years have has been I, people argue it's been terrible for the league i can i can argue with with stats and facts that it was great for the for the league um they experienced in in, in those finals runs highest rating since the Shaq and kobe finals you know like how is that not good how is that not good basketball for the nba we're watching the best team with three of the top best or two of the top best players on that team face off against uh, you know what was what is the best player in the entire world, um, so big big supporter of Golden State. Um, I am okay with Curry coming back. I don't think he should play. Obviously, they they've been resting him. Obviously, he hasn't played uh, the past game against uh, Philly. He didn't play against Philly, but. Um, I think it's a smart move. If if you're gonna keep Andrew Wiggins and these bench guys like Damian Lee and uh, Eric Pascal and uh, who else is on that bench like Kai Bowman, um, I'm blanking on a couple other guys. But if you're keeping these guys for next year, and if next year is gonna be a push that that you you guys are saying it's going to be the pushback for the championship, you know, Clay saying the dynasty's not over. You know, that's a that's a bold statement after. You know, what I mean, losing Kevin Durant and, and being the worst team in the league after these big injuries to all of your star players—that's a big statement. And I think that him coming back is just a testament to what they what they plan on doing in the next couple of years. You know, they want to build. You know, it's never too soon to start, right? Like they want to start now, get um, Steph some rotation minutes with Wiggins and these these guys that are most likely going to be coming off the bench, hopefully. Will be coming off the bench for you in the next couple of years. They've been used to you know this entire season. They've been getting starters minutes, starters, um, 
shots up just the overall experience that they would need, you know, in that playoff run, in these playoff runs. So um, I think it's a good move for the Warriors. I'm, I just hope he doesn't play every single game. You know, I want to, I want to maybe send him on back to backs. Or just, I mean, yeah, if back to back, play him, play him 31, play him 20, 25, another game or something like that. Um, I'm just worried that he's so little, <laughs> you know, and I, I just worry about him getting banged up again. And, and, and I know he's been cleared for a while now. You know, he's been getting shots up for a while. It's just, she's, it was his ankles though, you know, but he was always out. I know, but it's always. Just, it's Exactly, exactly. And uh, actually, in, his, in Toronto, in the game against Toronto, oh, my God, there was a play where he got tripped up again. Did you see that? that and scary. fell. And I was legit like, oh, my God. Like, I would be so pissed that we we, we, we played him, and he could just broke his hand again, and then he's going to miss time next year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if something like that were, were to happen, obviously, yeah, I'm going to be freaking mad. Yeah, I'm break my own hand, and I mean, carry me out together. Exactly, exactly. But you know, I I could say it really depends on what happens because it really does depend on what happens. If it's a smart move, if it's a dumb move, because if he gets hurt, we're all pointing at Steve Kerr and uh, in in the Warriors front office saying, "Dude, this is a this was a terrible move. You guys had 20 games left in the season, and you play him, and he breaks his hand again and re irritates it, or God forbid, he irritates that." ankle again you know what i mean anything so like i think there's a lot of ways you can look at it as a warrior fan i like it i think it's good for the warriors good for the nba i don't know if you saw the ratings in the game but the ratings for the nba for that one night people tuned in i'll tell that right now people tuned in yes yes they tuned in they they wanted to watch steph play and uh so for the nba great um, it just really depends on on how it plays out, and I hope he stays stays healthy, and I hope I have nothing to criticize. I really do, but we'll see. We'll see how the season finishes, and I'm excited for the push next year, and uh, I think big things are coming again for the Warriors. Anything else you want to say about them? All right, cool. Well, this is going to be our final topic of the uh, show today. Obviously a big looming question for everybody. Tom freaking Brady. Uh, reportedly last year, or not last year, last week, him and Belichick had a uh, talk over the phone. No details were uh, given out, obviously, of the conversation. Uh, but people were, said that it reportedly didn't go well. As a Tom Brady slash New England Patriot fan, um, I'm just curious to see what you think of this situation. And what you think uh, is the best move for Tom? This whole thing has been wild, man. It's <laughs> been a whole fiasco. I've, I don't know if, I feel like I've, I don't know if I've seen that they've had two phone calls or one. I've also seen people are saying like, oh yeah, yeah, it went bad. And then some people are also like, well, it's kind of just business as usual. Some people are also like, oh dude, they're, Bill's just yelling at him. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I really don't know what's going on. I don't know what source to believe. I have no clue. You hear all this other stuff? Giselle and Tom are going to Nashville to go look at some stuff. They're going to... He's in Vegas. He's talking to Mark Davis. He's 
sitting courtside at Syracuse game with Julian Edelman, but they're freaking FaceTiming Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. apparently I just saw that he's trying to sell the mansion in uh, Manchester. He just opened a production company in L.A. He o- opened a TB12 store in Boston. He's doing stuff everywhere. He's literally, this man is just, he's in yeah, every he's, single he's news. Off the scent. He's oh, he's, he's, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he's just messing with, did the Hulu thing where it's like, it kind of oh seemed God. like he was staying. he was retiring, maybe. I don't know. Like, it was like, so weird, that? bro. Yeah. It was wild. Um, I just don't know what to think about any of it, man. Do you think, like, New England, like, Roster-wise, is that even like a good move for him to stay? You know what I mean? Like, is is that a good move? I mean, even like this past season, he'd have the best defense in the NFL still. Yeah, but obviously. we're gonna probably. I'm not gonna lie, we might lose McCordy, which is gonna be really depressing for me. I love Devin McCordy. He's a, he's one of our safeties. Our other one's Patrick Chung. I love Devin McCordy. I've been watching him forever. I love the McCordy twins. Jason McCordy is pretty good too. But Devin was definitely the better of the two. There's no lie. Um. But I just don't know. That's the problem, man. Like, we still need weapons. We have a lot of draft picks, though. We can maybe still... It's the Patriots. We always have draft picks. We always have draft picks. Because we always trade down. We just, we're just we just stocking them for, like, 2020 or something. Wait, no. It's, we are starting trying to stock them for 2020. It's now. That's when we should use them. Um, no, we've just been stocking and stocking. And I think right now would be the time to unload. I mean, like the picks? Like unload the picks? Unload the picks. Maybe add a player or two. Try and get some freaking receivers I've in there. Amari, I've heard that uh, they should make a push for Amari. They should make a push for anybody. I don't care if it's Odell, well, they Amari. They are. They are going to make it. Because like, it says like, if the contract situation goes south. Anything, man. Like. But just that the, who he was throwing. He was throwing nobody. You know what I mean? I couldn't name you. <laughs> I can name you Julian Edelman, who I know was nowhere near himself. Here's the thing. Julian Edelman is not a number one receiver. He's a slot guy, and he goes underneath and just catches things, and then he makes some moves and keeps running. I guess they overrated him almost. I mean, they almost depended on him too much. He had to be our number one guy, and he's not a number one guy. I'm not saying that he, like, he produces those numbers, but... He can't have another team's number one corner guarding him on the outside, especially when it got to the point where they just started doubling him, bro, all the time. When they started doubling Edelman, we were done. Well, like, that's what made it so plan, rough. Right? That's the game plan going into it. We had, I mean, obviously, A.B. didn't really get to play much. Gordon didn't really do much. Game, right? yeah, A.B. played a game. I think Gordon made, like, two what games. What was the point of trading Josh Gordon or releasing him? What was the point? Because freaking Bill locker Belichick... Room? Is it like locker room? Bill Belichick has a hard-on for Muhammad Sanu. Oh, it was for Sanu. So he could get the room and stuff. Um, And when I say he has a hard-on for him, I mean that, like, Bill Belichick apparently tried to get Sanu when he was coming out of college. Couldn't do that. So he's been... Okay. Dude was on Cincy for a couple of years. His contract went up in, like, 2016 or something. Bill tried to get him, couldn't get him. Dude went down to Atlanta... And now that he's available for trade, Bill was like, I have to get him. Because apparently that's more important than this already good receiver we have, Josh Gordon, who's like... Somewhat I think he's definitely was good. I always loved like watching him. Well, I, I, like, no, I thought he was a good pickup for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we were 
paying him absurd money or anything. I so think he's totally worth it. We just you signed him, did you? Because didn't the Browns like? When yeah, we just picked him up. Him? Yeah. yeah, it was it was nothing crazy or anything, and uh, but besides like those guys, I mean, it would have been next was Edelman, and then I don't know, man. Jacoby Myers, I guess, is our next guy, and he just is inconsistent. And we had Benjamin Watson at tight end, and he's just old. He used to be good. I don't. Like I'm not dissing him. This is 14th year. Benjamin Watson played for the Patriots back when we won our Super Bowls, like back in the day. Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. Like, oh, like oh five, oh like oh like that. I remember him back when I was like a little kid, and he left and he came back. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else did we have? We had Jacoby Myers, Watson. A bunch of. Undrafted I know we had Gunnar Elisic, but Gunnar Elisic really did not get snaps at that uh, at receiver. Most of his snaps really just came on uh, special teams as a returner until he ended up fumbling a ball mm-hmm. on a return. And then Bill pretty much was like, yeah, there goes your chance, rookie. Oh, cut him? No, he's still on team, but he just was not returning nearly as many balls as he was. Uh... I mean, that's the thing. Like, he, was, Tom Brady was out there throwing to a bunch of undrafted rookies. Exactly. And Edelman, who was getting doubled, and also had the other team's best corner on him. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a, a hypothetical, okay? Hypothetical. Let's just say, uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots decide not to make any big moves. Okay. Mm-hmm. No big moves. We're going to draft. Maybe they'll draft a receiver, but no big moves. We're keeping the team pretty much how it is. Does, should Tom sign? You know what I mean? If I'm Tom, after this past season, what I've been throwing to, if they don't give me a clear upgrade, you know, a clear upgrade before I sign this contract, and and I don't even know if they want to pay him as much as, you know what I mean? Because people are saying Tom wants to get paid. Is, is the uh, rumor flying around that he wants his money after all these team-friendly deals? It's his his, his turn to get paid. Um, so if I yeah if I'm Tom Brady and they and, and they don't uh, make any big moves for me, I don't think I stay. You know what I mean? Why would I stay if you guys are not willing to give me what I deserve, money-wise and then and then talent-wise around me? I'm not the same quarterback. I don't know if he's going to admit this, but it's, he's not the same quarterback he was five, six years ago. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty clear now. That's pretty clear. He's not the exact same guy. He can't do everything no, the exact same. You know what I mean? This is, definitely, is that fair? Is that this fair? This is not the Tom Brady who's about to just sling it from his own 40-yard line to Randy Moss just throwing a se- yes. down seam. Like, he's not just, you know, like he had – he used to have an arm, Okay. I'm not saying he doesn't have an arm, but the distance of that arm is air not. Dis- I, know where his, I know his air distance is, I know all time low, but this past pretty low. A lot of dinking and ducking. You know what I mean? A lot of dinking. We do that a lot. That's no, that's kind of the Patriots' plan. offense, to be fair. But I just don't know how you win like that, man. I've seen so many videos of his Tom Brady. It's like, oh yeah, look how good Tom Brady is. Long drives. And then, no, no, I know, but like, Dude, that's like, the point. I know. This is you do that. You do long time. drives, and then you run, and it just tires them out. And then eventually, because you do that, and then once you get in the second half, then it opens up room to make big plays when people are tired like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, considering nothing changes, I'll say nothing changes. What do you think? 
Should he stay? Same roster. Same roster. I gotta say, I'm sorry because I forgot Nikhil Harry. And I actually really like him. He was just <laughs> injured for most of the year. When he picked it up, like, he could... I think this dude's gonna develop into a good receiver. I'm glad that we got him as a first round... Spent the first round pick on. But... Our line is still really bad too, though. It's yeah. like here's the problem. But what do you do if you move off Tom Brady? I don't think the like with the money. I don't think there's a problem where Tom wants a certain amount of money that we can't give him. I think we can give him that money. The problem is that what do we do then? How do we get help when Tom just took the money for the help? But it's I I just how did you guys mess this up, man? How did you not just sign him That's what I was a, before all this? Why didn't How you did make you sure him? you had room to sign him and didn't pick up one players? Year by year, though? Like, wasn't Tom cool with that? I, I swear I heard a report where Tom, it was like, it was con- like a consensual both ways. We're like, hey, you cool taking this like year by year or what are we doing? Yeah, you for know, the most you, part. Isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. But I, don't know, I think it's pretty clear that he's out of there considering, you know, that's what we heard with LeBron when he was leaving, when Kevin Durant was leaving Golden State. That's all we heard all season. All season this year we've been hearing he's leaving, he's leaving. I'm thinking all signs are pointing there. Um, if I'm Tom Brady, I go. Uh, what I've been hearing is the uh, Chargers is what I've been hearing, considering you just move off of Phillip Rivers, your longtime quarterback. You, you have the weapons still. You just need a guy to get the ball to him, you know. And with a guy starting a production company in L.A., uh, a supermodel wife, you know, L.A. seems like the perfect move for someone like that. All-time great quarterback in the biggest city, or not not the biggest city, but uh, one of the most popular cities in the country. I think that's just setting, you're setting yourself up for, for, uh, a lot of commercials, a lot of money, and, and and also, you know, you're in a good spot for winning. You know, you're you're setting yourself up for the next couple of years to give yourself a real shot at a uh, at a Super Bowl. So, I think he should uh, leave, go to the Chargers. But again, man, we got we got a c- couple weeks. When does free agency officially officially get going? Do you know for the NFL? I'm gonna double check real quick. Um, 18th or it's either it starts on the 18th or the 18th is the day that starts the tw- uh the not 28, 48 two, hour. Two yeah, the 48 hour uh, tampering period that they have. So I don't know if it's so it's either the 16th or the 18th. Gut call though. Gut call. Stay or leave. I gotta get it for the end of the show. Stay or leave. I want to say leave, but I feel like that's just the biasness in me. I just don't know, man. That's just how struck in the middle I am. I mean, that you, I you're really in the Patriots or what? what this, this is a dude who I've literally like my I don't know, my first memory as a child is just Patriots. Like honestly, like my first jersey I got as a kid is Tom Brady jersey. And I still own it to this day. Things tiny. I was like I five or six. You know, like, it's just so weird. And, you know, like, that game against Tennessee and the way it ended and the way he threw a pick at the end, I just, to me, I can't fathom just him leaving that way. 
that just Patriots doesn't the NFL. see the Patriots. I Cause, couldn't because he could come to the NFL. Like, like, I mean, he could go to another team and make up for it somewhere else. You mean make up? No, for there's no. It, I don't care. Dude, you don't make up for being on a team for 20 years and leaving on an interception. Oh, so you think he needs to leave the organization on a better note? A better I, note. Yeah, I, I think so. I think just the way that season was, you can't just. That just feels like you're jumping, you're bailing on the ship. You know it's going downhill. What if you hate your captain? Uh, that's a thing, too. And I mean, because, like. Like, if, if they really have those relationship issues. That's. I'm not that's. It's but, not worth it to me. That's why he's only going to play for another year or two. Win that Super Bowl and then leave. Or, where. Is I that mean. Easy? It is that easy for Tom Brady. It's been that easy. He's done it. One, two, three, oh wait, four, oh, five. This man's doing the six. Kobe thing on me right now. The whole Kobe. One, two, three. You know what I mean? Or he's sitting uh, in the stand. And the camera goes to him, and he's like, one, two, three, four, five. You seen that? Yeah. Well, Austin, any anything you want to say uh, any more about Tom and the Patriots? I don't know, anything you want to end it on? I think Tom Brady deserves more credit than Bill Belichick. No disrespect to Bill Belichick. The dude is playing chess while everyone is playing checkers. But I don't think you could have just stuck any other quarterback in one. And just with those same exact teams, I don't think just any other quarterback could have just done what Tom did. Dude, the amount of times I've sat in a house full with my family, with all of us Patriots fans, and like... We've been in the game, fourth quarter, and we're down, and everybody else is just freaking out, like, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, and I'm just sitting there just like, nah, we got Tom Brady, it's two minutes, we're going to go down and score, and we're going to win, because that's just what he does. And everybody else just freaks out, I'm just 100% confident, and how many times I've just seen him just go out there and do it. That's how you run LeBron, It's so weird, that's dude, how, LeBron, like, yeah. how he just can do that, but I'm just... I'm just that confident, where I literally just sit there, I'm just like, yeah, he's going to do it. Like, I'm just going to sit here, I'm going to lay back... In my seat, I'm going to sit there and just watch it and smile because he just can do something like that, dude. And it's just wild. And, I don't know, man. It's just hard to see him to leave. Especially on a note like that. Just, I just, I don't know, man. It's wild. Well, we got a couple weeks. Uh, we got a couple weeks to to see how things play out. I'm pretty excited to see how everything goes with uh, Dak and the Cowboys, Tom with the Patriots, and uh, we'll see if LeBron can continue his MVP, you know, run. And uh, yeah. we'll see. Only 20, 15 games left for the season. I guess I do want to kind of add something to that. James Harden clearly is just averaging an absurd amount of points a game. I still don't know. LeBron. Don't give it to Harden. Oh, there's no way Harden. I don't think Harden, in my opinion, he's not even top three in MVP. I think more more recently, I think Russell Westbrook has been more valuable to the Rockets than James Harden has. So Yeah, I don't want to be the hater guy, but I just hate the way James Harden plays basketball, it's man. It's effective. I understand it, but, man, I if I was playing against him, I'd probably trip him or like like oh, I, like I he would get under my nerves so much bro it, I couldn't I just could not no, I agree with you there I agree but like I said um, in my opinion he's not even top three in the voting um, but I'm excited to see how the season plays out 
we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated on on uh, on, on LeBron's performance, Giannis's uh, injury, and uh, that Laker Clipper showdown. We'll see uh, what those scenes end up seeing. Who ends up playing each other for the first round? Uh, but thanks you guys for listening. This is our first episode, and hopefully, you know, it's the first of many episodes for us. I'm gonna go get my dog to shut up. Um, but me and Austin, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.